Holocene Studios. On this episode of Low Culture. In real life, Imran is a wool. Unless Kim has notes, Kim doesn't have notes. My mother was in love with Mel Gibson. Not yet. My uncle studied to become a doctor in Bulgaria. Rocky trained in a barn. Country of slaps. Welcome to the very first culties. Doubtfire? Doubtfire. Doubtfire. Episode 6, season finale. Welcome everyone to the final episode of season one of Low Culture. We've made it to episode six. Yeah. Yeah. Six episodes. What? Yes, exactly. And today we're going to do something slightly different because it's the final episode of the season. We're going to be splitting the episode into two parts. The first part, I'd like to discuss a little bit more some honorable mentions of movies, of our favorite movies from our childhood. And I guess this is more for you guys to speak because the last five episodes have been about my favorite movies, I realize now. The Imran's childhood film podcast. Yes, yes. I like to think we all enjoyed the movies I suggested, I recommended. Today is more about what are some of the movies that perhaps we could have discussed, we should have discussed, but didn't get a chance to. Also, I should mention this is the first episode we're recording in real life with each other. Absolutely. In, yeah. in real life. Like yes. The other ones were happening in the Matrix. Well, <laughs> yep. Every, it's all everything's happening in the Matrix, which is also a film that I like. Yes. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. Maybe we can Segway. use it for uh, for season two, perhaps. But yeah, so this yeah, is really just exciting. so that everyone knows, Imran is a wool where he writes like every single movie he's seen his entire life, <laughs> and he did a short list by year, and so we we watch his top six so far. Yes. So I'm I'm very methodical in how I approach. Yes. This These podcast things. might take a while to yes. wrap up. Which is why it took six months to plan. I'd like to start off with a discussion around some of the honorable mentions. And I know some of you have been doing some research because you guys are really diligent. Thank you for that. Since Jester, you're start sitting on my left. Why don't you start? I have to say that when you said that everybody's really diligent, everybody started looking at everybody else. I was like, are you diligent? Are you diligent? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Are oh, you? <laughs> Actually, Daniel, Daniel is the only one who came with a list. Daniel made notes. So, okay. So then, do, Daniel, do you want to go first then? Do you want to start us off? Sure. You're the only one with notes. Okay. Oh, unless Kim has notes. No. Kim doesn't have notes. And Jester, you didn't even bring a phone, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, Amish. <laughs> so I classified movies in three categories. First, English-speaking movies, because probably everyone will have seen them. French movies, because obviously growing up in France, I watched a lot of French movies in my childhood. And then movies that came out during my childhood, but I only saw much later, and that I still love a lot. Let's hear your list. Okay, I guess some of, some of them... Will be on everyone's list in a way. Aladdin, mm-hmm. but in particular, The Return of Jafar. I like that one much better than the the first one. Oh, for the main reason that I only had the VHS of that one, so I watched that one multiple times, but not Aladdin. I am free, free to exact vengeance upon he that imprisoned me. <laughs> All the power in the universe, and I am bound by the rules of the genie! Which means I can't kill that upstart Aladdin. I actually don't know if I've seen Return of Jafar. I know I've heard that phrase a lot, but I, I remember watching the first Aladdin, but I don't know if I've actually seen the sequel. So is it just because you you watched it so many times, or is there something specific about the movie that you liked? So I haven't seen it in 15 years, uh-huh. probably. Probably more than that, <laughs> to be honest. So I don't know what I liked so much about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't remember very much of it. It's yeah. just I, I remember, oh yeah, that's one movie I really liked as a kid. I remember. I, I had it also in VHS in Greek. Oh. 
so I had both the first Aladdin and the second uh, Return of Jafar. First one was in English. The second one was in, dubbed in Greek because that's what my parents found in the store, I guess. I don't remember how did Jafar return exactly, to be honest. I remember that Iago was like a good guy. Iago was like with Aladdin in the beginning. Jafar, the first uh, Aladdin ends with Jafar becoming a genie. And then Jafar returns in the second movie where somebody in the desert walking around, he founds his lamp. And then he's a horrible genie because he does not do the wishes. Of course. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? A few Will Smith movies. Oh, Men in Black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What was the name of that terrible movie? I mean, I think now it's terrible. Back then I really loved it. Wild Wild West, was it? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Smith, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Which he did instead of The Matrix. Yes. I remember reading an interview where oh. he explained that because he had just done Independence Day, Men in Black, and he was offered to play Neo in The Matrix. And he turned it down saying, well... I'm just going to be known as this black guy who does sci-fi stuff with aliens. So I'm going to turn down this role. And instead, I'm going to do Wild Wild West so that I have a larger range. <laughs> Clearly a great choice. That worked well. Yeah. It's quite a different direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fact that he turned out, I can't imagine Will Smith in The Matrix. So it's like his character is not really built for that kind of yeah. movie because The Matrix was like, it's Keanu Reeves, right? That's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He looked confused throughout the entire movie and that's yeah. what Neo needed to be, right? <laughs> Neo yeah. needed to I be confused. I can't imagine Will Smith like a fish out of water character. Yeah, yeah some more wisecracking perhaps. Yeah. It might have made it might have made Matrix two and three better movies. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of things that could have made Matrix two and three better yes, movies. Yes, yes, and now they're making a Matrix four, which is interesting. Yeah, about twenty years later, right? I mean, things. I don't know. So okay, so Men in Black, Wild Wild West. What about Independence Day? Because that was the big movie for me when I was growing up. I haven't watched it until. I don't think I've even. Oh yeah, no, I probably watched it like ten years ago, but. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't watch it back then. I don't know why. Oh, I watched it a couple of times back then, I remember. Yeah. It freaked me out as a kid because there's a scene where they're cutting open the alien skull, I think. Right. Then the skull just splits open. And for some reason, they just turned up the volume in the cinema when that happened. So every, everyone jumped. <laughs> 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 like, and like, there was no point. There was just no... There was, so that wait, didn't you contribute. Were, you were paying one guy to just turn up the volume at that exact moment? <laughs> it felt like it. It felt like uh -huh. it. And then the scene just carries on from there. Like, there, nothing happens. I'm like, this is so pointless. <laughs> just a jump scare in the middle of the Spoilers movie. It, you went back. Okay, I have a couple of uh, Jim Carrey movies. Oh, hey. Uh, like yeah. The Mask. Somebody stop me! And Ace Ventura, which at the time I thought was hilarious. Uh -huh. I should probably watch it again because I have no <laughs> idea if it's actually hilarious. But yeah. is, it, is it the first one or the second one? The second one. Oh, again, he goes to. I only had the VHS of the second one. So you go when the one he goes to Africa. Is that the one? I think so. I think he's, he's in the jungle. Oh yeah, yeah. Is I remember one scene in particular where he goes up a temple. And there's like a lot of stairs of that temple. And he has one of those like... Um, a slinky? It goes like this, you know, and then... Yeah. Oh, yeah, slinky, yeah, slinky, 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 yeah. slinky yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So he has one of his and he just like goes down the temple with the slinky. And I don't know. I, at the time, I thought it was hilarious. It's incredible! It's going to be some kind of a record! 
Everyone loves a slinky. You gotta get a slinky, slinky, slinky. Go, slinky, go! Can you believe it? It was right there! Can I do it one more time? <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing that the season one of the podcast was not like movies from Daniel's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, so I guess we picked the right one. I, I do want to hear, though, uh, one, at least one French movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like one, yeah. like mm. your favorite yeah. French movie from your childhood and what? I, I, I just want to say quickly that The Mask was, I think, the first American movie I saw when I moved to Dubai. Wait, I thought you said something about Home Alone Home and Alone, Americans. Yeah. No, no, it was the first Hollywood film I saw in a cinema in Dubai. The, the oh, Mask, The Mask okay. was the first Hollywood film I saw in a cinema in Dubai. Yeah. Home Alone was on VHS. Okay, a uh, French movie, I think I'll just pick one because otherwise it's going to be and one that probably guys have not seen. It's called Les Visiteurs. So the story is those guys are living in medieval times. I don't remember why, but they go see they go see a mage, like a, a guy who does magic and potions and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. This guy actually makes a mistake. And instead of sending them, I think he wants to fix something in his past because he lost the woman that he loves or something like this. And instead, this guy makes a mistake and send them in the future, in the 20th century. And so you have those two guys, fresh out of middle age, arrive in nowadays France and they discover everything. It's fairly hilarious because, yeah, you transpose those people into nowadays. They don't understand the concept of light, right? So <laughs> you have, like, just a lot of fun with one guy flicking the light or another guy, like, figuring out that his family name has gone on for, like, generations and he's very, very proud of that. But actually now they're accountants and so that's not as sexy and he's trying to understand, are accountants, like, the knights of, 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 of back then or what, what is an accountant? And so everyone is very confused and trying to find ways of, like, sending those guys back because definitely we can't keep them. It's with Jean Reno, who we mentioned before. Mm, yes, okay. so The voice of uh, Mufasa from Lion King. Uh, very good, yeah, yes. very good memory. Yes, and uh, Christian Clavier, who's another French famous actor. Thank you for sharing. I don't know sure. how many how many more movies you have, but plenty. But I don't think we should go through the entire. It's <laughs> <laughs> more like if they come with our people, I'm like, oh yeah, I also followed that one. Kim, do you want to go next? Sure. Well, we've mentioned a few of my favorites already. I think The Matrix actually kind of stayed with me quite a while. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us, even now in this very room. I think there was a series of short animated ones as well. The Animatrix. Which I also really liked. And then two and three were disappointing, so yes. I didn't go back. Uh, but yeah, I really liked one when it was, when it was coming out and kind of ignited a basic interest in philosophy and still never went past that level. But okay, you know, sure. <laughs> I like how you watched The Matrix and what it sparked in you was an interest in philosophy. And I watched The Matrix and what it sparked in me was I didn't know what was going on. And the fight scenes were cool. I know Kung Fu. Show me. And Rage Against the Machine was the first time I heard their music. That's what it sparked in me. Yeah. Oh, they, they were in there? I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a different experience. But a very nice. Uh, I feel like <laughs> what we're going to do is when 4 comes out, 
you both watch it, you write a thousand, a thousand word essay, <laughs> and we read your points of view. <laughs> I was very confused the first time I saw The Matrix. I'm like, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but you know the scene where he says, I know Kung Fu, like show me. And like, that was, that was so cool, yeah, yeah. And in school, everyone called me Morpheus because apparently I looked like Lawrence Fishburne when I was, oh. I was a kid. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can, I can well, see you that. You were a kid, but you had hair. I guess they were predicting the future in some way. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Yes, I see it now. <laughs> but yes, The Matrix. Did you guys watch The Matrix growing up? Yeah, was it a big... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, when did it come out? 1999, I think. A big, another big favorite was Jim Carrey as well. I was, I, I think from the ages 10 to 15, he, I, he was my favorite actor. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> it's over the top stuff. It's awesome. This is, this is acting at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> And like the, my introduction to that was the mask, right? And yep. the mask was basically him using his face. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, my favorite Carrie movie now would be The Truman Show. Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Just in terms of thematically and just uh, more relatably as after 20 years of adulthood, you're like, ah, oh, man, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Eternal Sunshine? Eternal oh sunshine. yeah, Eternal Sunshine. Eternal yeah. Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite different. But yeah. at, at the time, I didn't like it so much because it wasn't him being... Weird. Stupid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but also, yeah, thematically, I think Eternal Sunshine and Truman Show are probably, for me, the best carry movies now. I think there was a period, like, in the late 90s where we had all these sort of very physically funny comedians like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, and they were all doing, like, dramatic roles. I know Robin Williams did Goodwill Hunting around that time, and yeah. Jim Carrey was in Man on the Moon, and Eternal yeah. Sunshine came a bit later, but, like... And uh, I just remember saying, like, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, this is very boring. <laughs> time, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, because after you're used to them being, you know, over the top. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they're here, like, they're feeling things. They're like, no, I don't want to see this. <laughs> uh, I hadn't watched Goodwill Hunting. I watched it way later in my life, but I did watch in the cinemas Insomnia, which is oh. an Al Pacino and Robin Williams movie, and I hated it. So it was the first time I watched. Robin Williams in a non-funny role and I was like you should not do serious movies sir (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching this was I think and I don't know why I I think it was around 2002 it was a movie called One Hour Photo with Robin Williams he plays this uh, really creepy photo developer guy which obviously they don't exist anymore now when how he goes through people's personal photographs because they, everyone comes to him to develop their photos. And it was just such a creepy movie. And I just walked out of the cinema thinking, it's just not what I signed up for. <laughs> that's, that's, so my, uh, I think we watched that too. And that's how I found out that that's how my dad put himself through college. Oh. So he in the UK, this is like probably in the 60s, 70s, I guess. The 70s must be. Back then, you could earn the proper wage doing this sort of thing. So he, he spent, uh, that was his first career before he got his degree, developing photos. Wow. Yeah. So that's the, we watched that and he was like, I did that. I was like, wow. And at the time, in the 90s, this was still relevant. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, still so people doing that. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Has he seen anything interesting on the pictures that he did? Yeah, he did, but I don't remember them now. It's like, he, told, he said, oh, there's saw a lot of things. <laughs> Many yeah, different Season pictures. two, we bring uh, him, uh, Kim's, Kim's uh, <laughs> dad on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I guess, in my uh, my childhood was the horror movie. So my mom was a big horror fan. Huh. That's how I got to see it. At the time, I got traumatized by it. Wait, you went to see it because of your mom? Well, she rented it, right? She brought it back, and yeah, she's and she played it. And I was like watching it. I was like, ah, I was like, ah. And I just, that's that's a, that's how I spent like several years, like slowly walking around corners so that the car didn't get me. <laughs> my own house. Oh my yeah. god! So it, Candyman, I think Hellraiser. Oh, the with the pinheads? Is yeah, that yeah, the one? Yeah, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. 
I, I never watched Hellraiser because there was a poster of it in the video rental store I used to go to in Dubai. And it was just a photo of the pinhead. And every time I would see it as a kid, it would freak me out. I'm like, I'm not watching that. It was just so terrifying. I, my, my, my parents, I think it was the only movie that my parents told me to like go to bed. <laughs> they were like, you do not, or you're not watching this movie. All the Portuguese movies, the, the high rise one, the low rise one. <laughs> How many are there? Uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe four or five. Yeah, I think there are a lot. Hmm. Oh, it's like Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. It's, yeah, it's like the... But the, you're not the <laughs> Oh! Uh, at any point, right? It just, Amityville. Sorry, what? Uh, Amityville. I There's a whole series of basically haunted houses, which uh, the Haunting of Hill House is essentially a spiritual remake. And it was it's a TV series now, but there were five of them or something uh-huh. where basically terrible things happen in these houses. And then these ter- the people who got murdered by them hang around and then do terrible things to the new occupants. Probably got permanently scarred by that, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I love horror movies now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad you, you yeah, turned out so well. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was my childhood. Uh, basically, like, whatever Explains fun stuff. Explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all these trashy... Oh, Freddy. Freddy yeah. on Elm Street. Oh, Freddy yeah. 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 Oh. And also the guy in the hockey mask whose name I can't remember now. Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These I saw all of that. I like, all of that. Yeah. I like how Freddy and Jason had these very normal, friendly names. And then there was Freddy versus Jason as well. Yes. You saw that? I saw that. I saw, okay. all, I saw all of it. Like, it wasn't really by choice. I, I think after a while, I was like, these are the movies I must like. <laughs> <laughs> what about Scream? Was Scream around that time as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't it was scary man. enough. I think for man. Kim. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realized my mom really liked a lot of these ghost stories. That's what I'm thinking of it. Like these supernatural, other dimensional things. Right. If it was like my podcast, I would be quite a different take. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Uh, you guys see, uh, Amityville is like um, my formative movie. <laughs> let's, let's watch that. Season <laughs> Season two could be like horror films. Uh, movies that that screwed us up. Uh, but oh, I, oh. I, I, I remember. I remember that there was this period of time where there were these sequence of teen horror thriller films it was like Scream I Know What You Did Last Summer Final Destination Blair Witch Project oh my god that yeah, was that. yeah that was Blair Witch Project I remember it was just even getting me to get preparing myself to even just watch it was a, was a task I don't know why I was, I was so terrified of that movie and I'd never seen it because I think the marketing was so effective <laughs> thank you thank you for sharing Kim kind of understand a little bit more about your fascination with, with horror films now Oh, Daniel, my life is so boring. I wish I could trust people more. I wish I could let go of failure more. I wish I could have more fun in Singapore. Can you help? Have you tried improv? Improv? What's that? Actually, one thing you could do is listen to Geniuses, Poet and Artist, which is a podcast started by Kim from the Improv Company. And he talks to a broad range of improvisers in a community here. Wow, that sounds like fun. What are some of the things that they discuss on the podcast? Well, they've discussed many different things from improv to why do they like improv to how do they use improv in their life, as well as Manchester United. That sounds like an electric combination, Daniel. Thank you. You've changed my life. I was telling Daniel on the way here. We don't but live together. Just we don't live together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we live very close to each other. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, could, it could happen. Put all the white people in the same house, <laughs> <laughs> so we know where you are, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's true. That would that would be a solution to many things, to many problems. <laughs> There's so many things to unpack. Oh my god, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so, as a child, we never went to the movies a lot with my parents. The one movie that I remember we went was to see Lethal Weapon three. That's because Ooh. my mom is like in love with Mel Gibson, like oh, wow. blue eyes, <clears throat> blonde. Completely different from my dad, by the way. <laughs> I did not want to unpack that when and I was a child. most Greek men, I guess. <laughs> yeah, most Greek men, yeah. Uh, one of the re- main reasons I remember going to the f- uh, cinema to watch this film is that there was a theater opposite the cinema. And uh, one of the Greek uh, jeunes premiers, like the, the, in Greece, were very much like 20, 30 years behind anybody else in the world uh-huh. in terms of like ent- entertainment. So we still have like this Greek TV series and that beautiful guy is going to be a starring role. So we're going to build it all the way around him because he's pretty. I remember this very well because there was a big line outside the cinema to watch Lethal Weapon 3. And that guy came out of the theater after his performance or practice or whatever, came out and he said to his friend or whoever, I was like, oh my God, look at all these people around. And my mom, without butting an eye, turned and said like, no, no, don't worry, we're not coming here for you. It's Mel Gibson inside there. <laughs> Uh, newfound respect from my mother that day. Wow. Yeah, gotta crush it, dude's dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lethal Weapon movies. That was a, a long story to say. The Lethal Weapon movies I watched a lot when I was a kid because my mother was in love with Mel Gibson. Joe Pesci plays in two, three, and four, I Ooh. think. And he's hilarious. The other thing I remember a lot is that when I was young, my uncle studied to become a doctor in Bulgaria. In Bulgaria, rather, there's a huge piracy market. So every time he was coming back, he would bring home VHS tapes of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. However, the big twist that was there is some movies were dubbed in Bulgarian. (laughs) And we had no idea which ones were. (laughs) Well, I mean, for a Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So the movies that were dubbed in Bulgarian, my uncle could understand because he learned how to speak Bulgarian. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, from me and my brother, we're just fast forwarding to the to the parts where the fighting is is happening. (laughs) Uh, And then I think Bloodsport is one of the movies which was in English. He is Uh, Belgian, right? He is. Yeah, I think so. He's Belgian. He's Belgian, yes. I, I think the only Jean Claude Van Damme movie I've seen in the cinema is a movie called Knockoff. And yeah. the reason why I went to see it is because it was a friend's birthday in school, and his dad basically bought us all tickets to watch this movie. And he kept calling it Kickoff for some reason. And we we all thought it was like a football movie, and we we're like, <laughs> like I don't know any football movie. And then we went and sat down, and the titles got a knockoff. We're like. What movie is this? I don't even. I think ah, yes, I've watched yeah. the Bulgarian version of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, in the same spirit, uh, movies that my uncle basically brought the Rocky movies, uh-huh. uh, which was okay. which were great. I, I still, I, to this day, I, like great movies. Like I feel it's. Uh, I've never seen them. Okay, which is your uh, favorite Rocky movie? Is it Rocky Four? I don't. I don't remember the the numbers of it, but the one with the Russian guy. Just, just uh, I think it was three. Ivan Draga. Spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't seen the movie. In the beginning, the Russian guy fights the the black guy. Apollo, uh, Apollo, right? Apollo yeah. Creed. And he kills him. When the fight ends, Ivan Draga looks down at the body of Apollo Creed and says, like, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> it's such a cold stare. Like, holy shit. Wow. It was hilarious even when I was a kid. <laughs> hmm. Is this the one where Rocky trains like in a barn 
and he did it's Siberia somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that dude is like has all these 10, 15 scientists yeah, exactly. pumping him with like stuff and, and he still loses. Still, yeah, he still and he still loses because Rocky trained in a barn. Are, are there any Greek movies that we haven't heard of? Well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Very small side thing and you asked him about French movies, asking about Greek movies and he, Singaporean like, movies? No, Singaporean movies. But yeah. to be fair, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> My, un- <laughs> I mean, my limited understanding of Singaporean film is that the golden age was 2003, 2005 yeah, I onwards. Really, I think more recently, is, yeah. uh, in my sense, you know, Jack Neal, he produces a lot of stuff. I don't really like any of it. Before, I, I think up to about the 2000s, I had a fairly low opinion of Singapore cinema. But I think that's changed. Okay. There's quite a lot of uh, new and interesting filmmakers coming out now. I think one guy won Palm Door. Palm Door? I think it was Lo-Lo? some, some award. Ken award. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah. things are getting better. So, yeah. But no, not from my childhood, no. That, that was my understanding. It wasn't... Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just set myself up. To be fair, a whole bunch... I watched a whole bunch of Bollywood films when I was a kid because they were on TV all the time and we were like an Indian family, of course. And every Thursday night in on the one channel that was in English in Dubai, they'd show a Bollywood film. It was very like they tried to cater to all the whole everyone. <laughs> it would be like two p.m. onwards. It'd be cartoons. You hit Thursday night. Ten p.m. was a Hindi film. But I don't remember really any of them. <laughs> I think they were just the volume was so high, and I you know I enjoyed them, and I guess I forgot about them. Uh, Before we go to the Greek films, I have to like another honorable mention is Robocop. Oh, oh it's perfect. Okay, I need to, I need to I, say I something. I will fight you. <laughs> I feel like you and Kim, all your childhood films are really not films aimed at kids. <laughs> you know? Possibly, yes. Yeah. yeah. At, least, at least he had like Return of Jafar and, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. others are like, okay, I get that. Okay, Robocop. Robocop, I feel it works in like so many levels. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Violence. Violent movie? It's yes. Some yeah. would say it's ultra violent. Ultra violent, but yes. at the same time, it's also like a a, mm. a parody of like how like cops are generally, and like yeah. a parody of like the American system. So it works even like when I was older and I watched it again, I was like, oh my god, there's many other things I haven't really realized about this movie. I love Robocop. So there were many Greek movies that were shot and produced in the 60s and 70s. In Greece, to this day, they're continuously shown. There, there is newer cinema that's being produced, but TVs are do not like showing newer movies. I don't know what one actor that I really really liked was a comedy actor called Vegos. I really liked him as a kid because he had that slapstick type of comedy, so I could understand why things are funny. But he also had a very uh, unique way of like reacting to like when something unexpected happened to him. His way of reacting with his voice and what he was saying was very, very unique and very funny. And I really, really liked it. And there was one movie called Thanasis in the Country of Slaps. <laughs> oh, that is a great title. So he, he got, yeah, it's a great, in the movies in the 60s, he got hammered a lot. He got slapped and hit. He like The slapstick humor that he was doing, he was getting damaged. So in Greece, we had the military regime in uh, from 1967 to 1974. So there's in that movie there's like a two-parter movie where it's, it was funny, but at the same time if you, you understand that it's supposed to be shot at around that time where people were like afraid about what they can and what they can't say. There were a lot of songs that were not allowed to be played out loud. 
There's, there's one movie where there's one song that the military regime said that this is a forbidden song. You're not supposed to, to listen to it. And he's driving for his circus thing. So he has like a big speaker on top of the of the car. And he thinks that he's listening to the music inside the car, but he's playing the music oh, outside. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. He's, he's getting stopped by the police. He comes mm-hmm. outside thinking that he's only listening to it inside. He comes outside. He comes outside the car. And then you see like a face when he realizes that the song has been playing out loud. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for sharing your childhood favorites. The final thing that we're going to do is sort of, we did a little bit of voting in the lead up to this. So we're going to uh, announce... I don't remember what I voted. <laughs> we're going to announce some of the winners. And I, hopefully if you remember what you voted for, you can we can we can discuss some of the results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I mean, if you tell me what I voted, I can... I, I have that. I, I can yeah. I can figure out what. Uh, <laughs> I had to think quite hard about it. I realized that I didn't like some movies. Yeah, my voting patterns are quite clear after <laughs> after the end. I was like, hmm. Yeah. You made a PowerPoint, oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's, yeah. that's what I do. I mean, I'm sorry you guys can't see this, but yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. Actually so it's a blue blue background, bold first cultis. Welcome to the very first Culties, the Low Culture. Hard about, or you t- titled it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what can I call it? That's something fun and easy to remember. And I kept going back to Culties. I'm like, okay, let's just call it Culties for now. We'll change it when we need to. Like, like low Culture ropes, Awards for ropes. season one. There's going to be a range of categories. categories. They're split into two sections: favorite and best. I know I asked you guys to make some hard choices, but I think that's kind of part of the fun. So, the movies that you do not want to see a reboot of, the nominees are very obviously, it's Jurassic Park, The Lion King, Home Alone, Toy Story, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, I'd like to understand if you guys can guess who the winner was, or the loser in this case. Doubtfire? Doubtfire. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. All of you saying Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Okay. The winner was Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Hmm. Interesting that we all said that. And then, <laughs> then, None of, no one, I think it was like three out of four people picked Home Alone. Okay, okay. Uh, clearly, uh, no one wants to see a reboot of Home Alone, even though there's one awesome. in the making. That is one Let's move on, right? So is, this is a movie that you wouldn't mind watching a reboot of. And uh, the nominees once again are I like how Jurassic you say the nominees are as if like, they're different than the episodes of the podcast we did I know. all day. <laughs> I did this at the beginning and then I kind of <laughs> and didn't, so I know, stopped doing it. Just so you know, Imran has like animations on those slides. Yeah, yeah. So he has to like tap multiple times <laughs> to see all the different nominees. But we all know who the nominees are. We don't are. know who the nominees are. Yeah. It's the same five nominees. It's the same five nominees. It so would be amazing if in one of the categories there's a different nominee. The last one is a different nominee. <laughs> Surprise. Do we have any guesses for which is the movie that we picked as we wouldn't mind watching a reboot of? I realize I, I wrote wouldn't mind. I should have maybe made it a little bit more stronger. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So passive, so, like, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and the discussion we just had, I think it would it makes sense to remake Mrs. Doubtfire with less transphobia and less racism. I'm going to say Jurassic Park. I was going to say Jurassic Park. I think that's the one that we collectively... I think it's probably Jurassic Park. Interesting. Okay. And the winner... Actually, there are two winners. It's oh. Jurassic Park and Mrs. Doubtfire. Two, two. Two votes each. I guess, apparently, we wouldn't mind watching reboots of Jurassic Park or Mrs. Doubtfire, which is interesting because there is kind of a rebootish existing of Jurassic Park already, yeah. Jurassic World, and uh, but Mrs. Doubtfire, I think they tried to, but hasn't happened yet. Oh, it, well, yeah, there was going to be a sequel and then he died. I think the no, sequel no. was supposed to be much earlier. Yeah, it just never happened. Yeah. I think he did not like the script. Right. But nowadays mm. with deepfake... 
can be done. Oh mm. my god, oh, yeah, please yeah, yeah. not. Like Princess Leia, <laughs> what's her name? Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah, and uh, what was um, Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, also true. Also correct. All right. Now we go into a couple. Of, we'll do a couple of best categories. So best score, right? Uh, so the nominees for best score are John Williams for Jurassic Park, Hans Zimmer for The Lion King, John Williams again for Home Alone. Ooh, we're stacked here. Randy Newman for Toy Story, and Howard Shore for Mrs. Doubtfire. I know there's not a lot of diversity on the slide, but let's <laughs> look past that. And uh, oh, I mean, two of them are the same so, guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> any any ideas of who who we voted as? Probably John Williams won. I guess that's forty percent chance. I think the Jurassic Park one. I would <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park. And you're right. It's Jurassic Park. Three out of four. One person voted for Hans Zimmer for The Lion King. Okay, that was you. No, I think it was you. No. 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 Then who did that? Was it you? Okay. I mean, I have the results. We can go look at it, but so. just stop accusing each other. But anyway, um, yeah. So John Williams, secret, you man. bastard! No. <laughs> John Williams for the Lion King. Uh, for Jurassic Park. What am I saying? What am I saying? Oh my okay. god! Clear how it's for the yeah. Lion King. <laughs> so best score, John Williams for Jurassic Park. So now best song. This was a little bit stacked to one specific movie, but that's the movie. So uh, nominees are Hakuna Matata for the Lion King from the Lion King, Circle of Life also from the Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? Also from the Lion King, and you've got a friend in me from Toy Story. But which one do you think we all voted for together? Or maybe we? I think you went from Hakuna Matata. I yeah, that's what I thought too. You're right. It's three out of four. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. Yeah, Who yeah. is that one guy? I I, one guy? I I voted for uh, you got a friend in me. Oh, you're the one guy. Uh, yes. I see. So I that's see. what you remember. Yes, I did vote. I voted for you here for you got a friend in me because ah. I don't like musicals. That's your opinion? Yeah. But yes, but we all voted for Hakuna Matata. That's the best song from, from season one. This is an interesting one because I thought this had some interesting voting. It's the Ooh. best line of dialogue. The nominees are, and would anyone like to, I mean, if you guys would like to pick a pick a line to, to read to read out? How, yeah. yeah. One, one each. Okay. And then so, we have a fifth one. Let's yeah, do one yeah, each. One, you start. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. First one is from Jurassic Park. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. The Lion King. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember who you are. From Home Alone. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Toy Story. To infinity and beyond. And Mrs. Doubtfire. This is a bit long. I'm addicted to my children, sir. I love them with all my heart. And the idea of someone telling me I can't be with them, I can't see them every day, it's like something saying I can't have air. So who do we think got the most votes here? I think this one is going to be a split between all of us. I'm pretty convinced. There is no clear There's like one vote for... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so which one was not voted at all? What's, what's the criteria? Right? So I, was, I think as I was doing this, I think I took a long time over this one because yeah. there were at least two Same. that really hit me in different ways mm-hmm. uh, during the movies. And in the end, I picked one just because it made me feel more things more intensely than the others. I think I think I think the same with Kim. I like the Lion King I, to watch as like a eh hey, something to watch in the background but I don't like it like it so I'm slightly biased against it. <laughs> and it's not a great line of dialogue in itself. Like here it's a little bit easier to analyze because it's just the line itself rather than the songs from earlier. Sure. Like as a line of dialogue it's like okay well it it represents what the 
movies about, but it's not an iconic line. Right. Yeah. Much, yeah. Those definitely. As some that. of the others. So mm-hmm. that's where, like, I would definitely think if one of the winners is from Home Alone, Toy Story, or Mrs. Doubtfire. Is that the consensus? How do? What do you think? You haven't yeah. said. Yeah, I know the results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I worked on the slides. Well, I think it's Jurassic Park because yeah. I think that's also pretty iconic. Yeah. Okay, and the winner is is Jurassic Park. Ooh. Oh. Two out of four votes. Best acting performance. So the nominees are Richard Attenborough for Jurassic Park, Jeremy Irons for The Lion King, Joe Pesci for Home Alone, Tom Hanks for Toy Story, and Robin Williams for Mrs. Doubtfire. Again, not a lot of diversity on this slide, but let's look past that. So who do we think? Who do we think we voted for here? I think Robin Williams. I think Robin Williams. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, I have I, also the nominees is a bit weird. Like Richard Attenborough for Jurassic Park seems a bit. I mean, the dinosaurs are the star. In that movie. <laughs> I mean, true, true, fair enough. I Thanks thought about me, that. You did not put Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his chest hair. I, I thought about putting the T-Rex for Jurassic Park. Then I was like, no, that's just silly. What? That's what? silly. You know, let's, let's take this seriously. Oh, no, right? no, 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 it would be the raptor, yes. right? Because the raptor, the way she looks at stuff, you know, just mm. and like she, just, mm. she eyes yeah. and yeah, she's like, yeah. oh, that's pretty. Like, to be fair though, that's not really acting. <laughs> Someone was controlling the <laughs> or and you don't recognize their hard work. No, this is an acting performance category. Fuck you. And then I guess for like the others is like a Toy Story, Toy Story and Lion King. They're both kind of drawn, which is not saying they aren't acting. Yeah, yeah, but Jeremy Irons. I guess voice acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. But yeah. I guess in all of that, and then you have Robin Williams fucking killing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're right. This is the only unanimous huh. winner out of all the categories. Robin Williams for Mrs. Doubtfire. All of us voted for this. Oh, Daniel, I have so many questions about science. Do you have any answers for me? Where can I find answers about science? Sorry, I don't have any answers, but I know someone who does. Who's that? Well, that's Lefteris. He has a wonderful podcast called Lefteris Asks Science. What's that about, Daniel? Tell me more. He goes and meets scientists and he asks them questions about why, how, and what is it that they do and why do they love doing what they do and what do they discover? That's really focused. Where can I find out more about this excellent podcast? You should simply go to lefterisasks.com and there you will find all the information about his podcast, including his past around 20 episodes. And you will learn from things like how do bonobos or some other types of chimps, I forgot which ones, behave in the forest, as well as things about black metal, as well as a Japanese scientist telling a very interesting story. (laughs) Oh, those are all questions I had this week. Thanks, Daniel. Lefterisasks.com Favorite co-host. So this is the exciting one, right? Now we are now into okay. Now I, I am say, very curious to see which pictures you picked for everybody. Where, <laughs> so we're into the big categories now. These are the the, the main ones, the important <laughs> ones, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Favorite co-host. So the nominees. Are, I'm not going to put up the nominees there right? because the nominees are basically us four, right? But do we have any guesses of who we who won the the most uh, votes? You because I mean, you can guess. I, I probably me. I'm going to say it's me. Kim coming out strong. Jester, Daniel? Uh, I say Imran. 
I uh, my vote was biased because for whatever reason I felt that we could not vote for you. Oh, okay. No, no, you can't vote for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but then I thought, okay, co-host. I was like, oh, Ivan is the main host. So <laughs> between the two of us, I don't know. Man. I don't know. So. so So I ran this past after I after I did this I was just showing this to Anna and she said oh can they vote for you I'm like yeah she's like it's not very clear I'm like oh the 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 winners will explain exactly what happened right the winner of favorite co-host for season one is Jester oh my god yeah <laughs> and just for why you won is because he's wholesome AF okay and he he just a funny guy and tells great stories but there are also some honorable mentions. And the other one is is Kim. Oh. Kim is an honorable mention for deep for diving deep into research rabbit holes for each episode. Yeah, I like that. And the other one is, is Daniel. I feel that Daniel's rants need to have a category <laughs> of their own. <laughs> so as you can see, no one voted for me. <laughs> I've got to put it down to the fact that I wasn't clear in the thing, and not because it was you knew and you didn't to decide honest, to not vote. To for be me. honest, when I voted for Dan, I did not vote for you because I was like, everybody's gonna vote for Imran. <laughs> Oh, he's the main host. He's yeah, like the my, one. Yeah, he's yeah. doing all of the work for this podcast to exist. That's exactly right. So when I, I did vote for you, I was like thinking, why not Imran? Because he's he's this is his podcast. He's he's already in a position of privilege. He doesn't need another. Uh, Imran is like the most hardworking of, of this like panel. Because like Imran is just doing all of the work for editing, branding, PowerPoint making, water pouring. Should we do this again? And I would love to do this again for season two, three, and how many other seasons? I will abstain from the nomination, so it just makes it easier. You can vote for each other or whoever is in the panel. But this was fun. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yes, yes. So congratulations to Jess. It's an honor. So now, most influential film, right? And we describe this as a film that we think had the most impact on the industry, people's careers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do we have any guesses of which movie we we voted for as most influential? Right. If you talk about influential, I think I mean Doubtfire was good, but I don't know if it had much impact beyond the film itself. Mm-hmm. Similar for Home Alone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Toy Stories that had four movies and it's it's a part of the canon. You had Lion King, which you know is now part of the journey from Disney to this massive conglomerate, this behemoth of culture, and then there's Jurassic Park, which has also spawned its own universe. So mm-hmm. those were kind of like. However. Uh, Toy Story was the first computer animated film. Yeah, yeah. Yes. In in terms of mm-hmm. like industry impact, not societal impact. I guess, but then the question for that would be, it would have happened at some point, whether it was Toy Story or something else. So does, is that the influence yeah, of Toy Story or something? Whereas, still, like, it still happened. It happened? still happened, right? I mean, the first one doesn't necessarily mean it's influential. It just means that it was there, the first, the first person to do that. You know, It's like someone was going to do Mount Everest, the fact that it was uh, Edmund Hillary, I guess, so uh, the iPhone is not very influential. It might not have happened otherwise, right? Like if someone, someone made a choice, some computer animated something would have happened. It's going to happen. Was going to happen. Something. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I agree. Well, I think we're having a fundamental disagreement. Yeah. On, uh, In my sense of it, uh, or the idea of influence, if someone pioneered a technique that isn't intuitively going to be there, like can a human body run a four-minute mile? People would have thought it's impossible, but people were trying. Right. So someone would have done it, whether it's Roger or someone else. Or invented mm-hmm. the iPhone, right? The iPhone as a phone tech, as a, it didn't exist before that. And bringing these concepts together in one package was in itself an invention. Yeah, true, true, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my idea of behind that. But okay, I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. I agree with Daniel, but that being said, I don't think I voted for Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> so the winners are actually two, The Lion King and Toy Story. 
It was split two to each. So I know I voted for Toy Story, and I think you did yeah. as well, Daniel. So I'm assuming you guys voted yeah, for Lion King. I think so. Why did you guys vote for Lion King? It was one of the main reasons that Disney's became this whole. Yeah, I think that's true. Woody had plenty of other movies before that. Yeah, yeah, but it did break some records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they broke some records. I think yeah. it, some of the records are still. Unbroken. Holding, unbroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, the compound interest from all the money you got from there yeah. lets it basically buy like Star Wars at this point. And at the same time, if you go, if you talk to any random person, they would have more memories watching The Lion King rather than watching Toy Story. I think that's that's how I voted. So, favorite film. This was also an interesting category because mm. we all had different variety of favorites. But who do you think, which movie do you think won the most number of favorite votes? Also, if you had asked me this before the podcast started, yes, and now, it would have been different because I didn't remember some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. I did not watch one of them. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is favorite film of season one. Jurassic Park? Doubtfire? I, I would say Mrs. Doubtfire, but that's... Yeah, Doubtfire yeah, is... Doubtfire yeah. is, I think, is one of the, the, the best movie we did in the season. I wonder if there's recency bias. No, there's only... The winner is Toy Story, two out of four. I did not vote for this. I definitely did. I probably yeah. voted for this. Yeah. I voted I'm for a, Toy Story for very few things. Maybe none at all. Actually. I might I might I might have as well. Because I think it was like a, ah, a nice basic story. Yeah. Uh, I remember not voting away because uh the animation got too distracting. Uh, by the by the time by as I was watching it, it's like ah this I'm I'm watching a nineties yeah. movie. <laughs> so because uh, I voted for Lion King, I remember, because that's still my favorite. And the final, final category, the big one, best Ooh. film, right? Not favorite, not most influential, but just overall the best film. I would say Jurassic Park. Probably Jurassic Park, yeah. As a film, right? There's a whole package of like, action and stuff, fun, yeah. funness. I don't remember where I voted for, but makes sense. I have to say, I think feel, I feel bad for Home Alone because I think he <laughs> hasn't won anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> Except for the movie we don't want to see rebooted. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh my god, <laughs> I feel bad for Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Best film? Jura- yeah, I guess Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Actually, it's Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story got is two it, out of four. Is it the two of us? I I voted for Toy Story here. I okay. think it was probably the best film out of the five. It means one of you didn't vote for it. So generally speaking, the the big film awards have all been won by Toy Story. Right? Best, best, most influential, and favorite. Thank you for joining me for season one of Low Culture. This has been a lot of fun. This has been a labor of love and I really appreciate it. Join us for season two, which will be about something, uh, which will be with someone, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and it'll, it'll be at, at some point. More details to follow. But if you're interested to learn more about what we're doing at this podcast or other stuff, look, oh, I'm lost. My, yes, you can, Studios. Yeah, yes, yes. You can Google and look uh, for monocinestudios.com and you should find more information there. Uh, join us next time for season two and uh, keep on the lookout for other projects from Monocine Studios. Uh, thank you so much, guys. This has been fun. We should do this again soon. Take care and bye-bye. And that's a wrap for episode six and for season one of Low Culture. We've made it all the way till the end. Please leave your feedback, any thoughts, any comments at monocinestudios.com maybe some suggestions of what season two should be about. And if you'd like to participate, drop me a line. I'd love to hear more. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon for season two of Low Culture. Monocene Studios.